standing by, if you'll still talk to me, uh, from Real Clear Politics, uh, their White House correspondent, Philip Wayman. Philip, hi, how are you? Not bad. Thanks for having me, Pat. Yeah. Uh, would you have known how to spell doobie if I hadn't said it? Probably not. Yeah, see, that's just because you're trying to protect yourself and your your uh, Hillsdale background. Uh, so, uh, so Philip, um, a lot of stuff going on in D.C. And you had an article that just came out. In fact, it came out yesterday, uh, where the White House uh, has told you folks there at uh, the RCP group uh, that Biden supports safe and secure gain of function. Research Now, all this is coming because now all at once we have a governmental agency that is saying, you know what, we're thinking maybe that this virus, in fact, did come out of a Chinese lab. Is the government scrambling here to try to cover themselves or what's going on? So you set the table really well there because on Sunday night, the Wall Street Journal scooped that the U.S. Department of Energy had done an assessment of the virus and that they had concluded with um, low certainty uh, that the most likely source of the pandemic, the most likely source of the coronavirus was not the Wuhan wet market, but instead it was the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And that is uh, especially interesting because for some time we've been trying to figure out where this thing came from. And there have been allegations that have been backed up uh, by some uh, significant evidence uh, that perhaps at that lab in China, uh, scientists there were engaged in something called gain-of-function research, where you basically make the uh, virus more um, more, uh, infective and uh, therefore more deadly in order to try and study a more dangerous virus in a safe environment in the off chance that the virus, you know, evolves into a more dangerous variant later on. Uh, So my question to the White House was, does the president believe that gain-of-function is prudent in the White House? They said yes. Yeah. Was that the answer you got from John Kirby? Yeah, that was the answer that I got from John Kirby, and he's the national spokesperson for um, national security for the president. Right. And... What I appreciated about his answer uh, is, while it's pretty controversial, a number of Republicans um, were quick to criticize him. Uh, what I appreciated about it was that, you know, Kirby was forthright. Um, he knew that this was a controversial topic, uh, but he gave us a sense of where the president's mind is on all of this, because, um, you know, in the uh, coming weeks and months ahead, Uh, the White House is going to be evaluating uh, whether to put in place new standards uh, that would regulate this type of research. Um, Give me your take. This is a little aside, but I'm I'm curious your take on this. What is your take on John Kirby? Because sometimes I get the feeling, I'm trying to figure out how to say this, that he is not inertly as devious as other people in the government. Uh, Sometimes I feel like Almost when he's giving answers, I see this look on his face sometimes that he might even be looking at you going, Philip, I wish I could give you the straight scoop on all this, and I just can't. So let me give you what I can. I mean, is that the sense you get from him, or does he have me snookered too? <laughs> um, you know, I won't pass judgment on the, oh, come on. the internal machinations of, of any press secretary or, or flack. 
Um, I will say this about uh, Kirby. He's got a lot of experience when it comes to national security. He was uh, the spokesperson for um, you know, the Pentagon previously, and he worked in the Obama administration. I think that what reporters appreciate at times is that because of that background and expertise, um, he's willing to speak more freely, uh, where sometimes, um, you know, Corinne Jean-Pierre uh, is much more by the book and doesn't go off the cuff. Um, but, you know, in this business, um, you know, the, the rule is that if your mother tells you she loves you, go check it out. <laughs> and, uh, that, that goes doubly, triply true, um, you know, for, for any press secretary and either a Republican or a Dem- Democratic administration. Yeah, especially if they or the politician that they're speaking for look straight in your eye and go, no, 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 I really mean it this time. Um, when, when, when the Obama administration, I mean, back in, was it 14 or 15 uh, that the Obama administration kind of came up with a different conclusion and they stopped taxpayer funding for this kind of research? I mean, did, was it the Obama administration that stopped that and then did it restart it under Trump? I, I'm having trouble remembering all that. Yeah, that's the timeline. Um, in 2014, the Obama administration put a moratorium on taxpayer funding for this type of research, and it was because they were of the opinion that the risks outweighed the rewards. Three years later, in 2017, um, the Trump administration's NIH, uh, they rescinded that moratorium. And now um, the Biden administration is wading back into that debate. Uh, Look, gain-of-function research was always controversial, even among scientists who had, you know, the best of intentions. That has been supercharged after a pandemic uh, that killed more than a million Americans. And at a moment um, when there is increasing evidence that the virus didn't originate from nature, but instead um, it perhaps came out of a lab. We had that. Um, I mean, this this is almost as mind-numbing as trying to decide where the balloon came from. Um, I mean, it's just, it's like you, you get the feeling. Now, and this is, this is not me as a talk show host or a Republican or a supporter of this candidate or that candidate. This is just me as a person. I find myself struggling to find the right story, not just on this one, but on a lot of stories, to feel like anybody is giving me over 75% of the truth about what it is that happened or didn't happen on a certain subject. And I don't feel a whole lot more comfortable about everything here relative to Wuhan than I did a week ago. Mm -hmm. And that's to be expected. I mean, you had Senator Tom Cotton, who early on said that he expected that the evidence would show that the virus came from that lab in, in Wuhan. Um, at the moment, uh, we don't have to rewind the clock that far back to see that you know he was excoriated. You had Democrats and folks in um, in the media saying that uh, this senator's theory about the origin of the virus was racist, that it was a conspiracy theory. Um, you had numerous outlets uh, like NPR, the New York Times and several others saying that it had been debunked, the idea that it came from the lab. And that simply isn't true. I think that, you know, you, I think what we're realizing at the end of um, this pandemic is that there's a reservoir of public trust 
And the public will trust you if you get things wrong. Yep. The public will trust you um, if you make mistakes, but if you own up to them. And I think that what the media did is the media saw a preferred narrative, and that was that, you know, any argument that this thing may have come from a lab uh, was backheaded in the conspiracy theory uh, because Trump espoused it. And, you know, therefore, it had to be dismissed out of hand. Turns out, though, um, you know, there's evidence that maybe that was true. And good luck if you are one of those reporters at those outlets getting people to pay attention to you. Maybe. Um, you know, there, there are a lot of maybes here in all this stuff. Here's one of the things that I find interesting, and I read this uh, in your latest article from yesterday about the White House tells RCP Biden supports safe and secure gain-of-function research. And you can always find out what Philip Wegman said about this and anything else that he's covered, all of his past articles. You can you can get notified when new uh, Wegman articles come up, and you can do it by going to realclearpolitics.com uh, and uh, just look under authors, and you'll see Philip Wegman, and uh, you, can, you can follow all this. Um, when... when <sighs> With all this talk about the Wuhan lab and all of that, the feeling was that somebody was covering for somebody because we've got to make sure that everything's okay between us and them. I, I still feel that with Anthony Fauci and, you know, who was pulling money from China and, and all of that, you still feel like there's some dirty, filthy, rotten connection somewhere between somebody because a lot of the claims that have been made over the last two and a half years don't make sense, especially with the truth that, quote, seemingly is coming out right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Fauci has said before Congress that NIH never funded gain-of-function in Wuhan. Uh, we have seen, however, that NIH spent money to support EcoHealth Alliance, which was an American uh, corporation that was working at the lab over there. And... Um, Frankly, we've gotten a, a fuller story uh, about what Fauci and NIH were doing, not from them uh, being transparent and speaking directly to the American people um, while they're in front of Congress testifying, but from some of these emails that have been uncovered. And uh, look, you know, trust in institutions are already low. And when um, people saw flip-flops on masks, on vaccines, on, on lockdown orders, I don't think that they are in any mood to give um, some of, of these folks the benefit of the doubt. Rand Paul, who serves uh, in the Senate from Kentucky, and he said to you, if we have learned anything from this pandemic, it's that risky virus enhancing research like the type conducted in Wuhan that was funded by the U.S. government needs more oversight and regulation. Now, this isn't just a Biden thing, but it seems to me that even under the previous administration, there was not a whole lot of holding our hand up and saying, yep, we were in there and this is what we did. That just didn't seem to be forthcoming. Are they forthcoming mm-hmm. now because they're going to have to be here pretty soon? Uh, I certainly hope so. My bias is always towards more information and more transparency. I think that what can likely happen um, in the future is is maybe there is a debate that measures the risks versus the rewards. Um, maybe there is a, a reasonable case 
for having this kind of research. But, you know, in the United States where we, we do follow all of the protocols, where um, there's much more uh, aggressive regulation and, uh, you know, perhaps, um, you know, the, there are new laws that say the United States won't, uh, um, won't fund um, any university or institution that, that does this improperly. You know, I'm not sure what the future will hold. Um, but right now, uh, more than anything, I think that people are focused on what happened in the immediate past. They want an answer about what was going on yep. um, in Wuhan. And, and the thing about that is uh, a lot of that is up to the Chinese. Uh, they are not giving um, international inspectors access, and I think that what's going to happen is that um, you know we'll we'll be able to draw inferences, we'll have pretty decent evidence, but I'm not certain we will be able to come to an airtight conclusion. Well, Philip, as always, I appreciate your insights. I appreciate the fact that you're in there digging. I'm with you. I'm not sure how long until we get the full, full, full story. I don't expect a whole lot from China, so I don't think there's anything coming from them. I just hope that we have a government now and a press to hold them accountable, that as things become known, we will relinquish more information to the American people who, at the end of the day, we're paying for it, and we're paying it sometimes with our tax dollars and sometimes with our lives. Uh, let's thank Philip for being with us today from Real Clear Politics. He is their White House correspondent. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, sir. Podcasts by Federated Media.